Hey listeners, welcome to the resource room, your toolbox for all things teaching. I'm your host, Ashley, and here's today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, fitness guru and autism fanatic, Miss Nicole Bowles. So you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? can um what you want to know let's see i've been teaching since 2009 i have taught anywhere between pre-k and high school and i have taught children with and without disabilities okay so i would say what would be your favorite grade that you've taught and then what grade do you teach now my favorite grade that i've taught has been kindergarten and right now i'm teaching pre-k Okay, so has teaching always been your dream job? No, when I graduated from, well, before I graduated from high school, I actually wanted to go to school for cosmetology, but my parents highly encouraged me to go to school to get my four-year degree, and I went to UNC Pembroke and saying that I would never become a teacher, and then when I graduated from Pembroke, I said I would never teach special ed, and I'm done both so what changed your mind um when when I got into Pembroke and I started taking classes I decided that I wanted to teach middle school for some strange reason and then I found out that Pembroke had this new program which was birth to kindergarten education and it looks pretty enticing since I started um, working for a child care center when I was in high school so it just kind of all spun from there yeah. So, without naming any names, is there a student or memory that sticks out more than the others? Um, there's a student when I first started teaching um, at Sand Hills Children's Center. Um, he was a nonverbal child with autism and lots of screaming and lots of um, just actions that I had never seen in a child. And now he is a in regular ed. Um, he had wonderful parents, so it's been. I'm still friends with this family, so it's been really, really exciting to watch him grow, even mm-hmm. with the, um, even with the disability that he was presented with as a young child. That's awesome that you guys can stay connected, even though you aren't still his teacher. So, how do you stay positive in such a demanding job? Hmm. It's, I think in a, in a job like this, it's important to surround yourself with people that are teachers and people that are not teachers. So you can um, disconnect from that. Um, as far as staying positive, it's at the end of the day thinking about what was successful during the day and try to push out the negative and just, um, I don't even know how to, to even say it sounds kind of redundant but um count look at the things that your children were your children accomplished during the day versus what was unaccomplished or what really frustrated you or just completely pissed you off or whatever (laughs) (laughs) so it's a major mindset thing yes if you start focusing on one thing that happened negative then the whole day turns into a negative Mm -hmm. so do you have a self-care routine to help transition from work life to home life um, 
Yes and no. Like I like like I just said in the beginning, I'm a huge fitness guru, so I'm a big. I work out before work, so that kind of gets my mindset. And then right now, currently, my job is about 25 minutes from home, so. I either listen to the radio, and I typically listen to Caleb, which is a positive and encouraging Christian music station, um, and I often listen to Audible books online as well, um, but as far as self-care, I like to um, take group exercise classes with friends, whether that means leading a class or taking a yoga class at a local gym. So you guys can't see, but I made a face. I like that yoga made the list. Um, so if you could give advice to first-year teachers, what would it be? Actually, did you you did share how long you've been a teacher, correct? How yes. Many, how many Two, years was it? January 2009 was when I started. Okay. So for a first-year teacher, um, I know when I first started, I spent a lot of time in the afternoon um, after the kids were gone, preparing lessons for the next day or the next, the upcoming weeks or whatever. Um, and I think after my first year, I kind of decided that that was not in my best interest to do that because I was, ex I was spending a lot of time at school and a lot of time on work and not in, and less time on myself. So I started, um, creating a for people that don't know me, I'm a big scheduler, so I like to have a calendar and a planner and everything. So I scheduled my time that I would be at school late in the afternoon. Like it had gotten where I was spending Monday through Friday from 7.30 to 5.30. I mean, my work hours were 7.30 to 3.30, and then I would stay two hours longer. Um, then I realized that I didn't have any social life because I was too busy doing the teacher thing. So I scheduled... Um, with a friend of mine, my actual, my roommate at the time, and we worked in the same place, and we would work late um, Mondays and Wednesdays, and then we would leave early on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then Friday, so that way we weren't absorbing ourselves in our work. So, trying to be, trying to be able, trying to be able to disconnect from work was huge for my career. Um, a lot less burnout. Um, and then, you know, once you become established, you really don't need that extra time at work. But we all know things change with the education world, whether it be testing or curriculum or whatever. So you have to spend extra time, but you also have to um, give yourself time to just be you. Um, and like I said, another thing is having friends that are not teachers. It's a big deal, too. <laughs> right. I will say, you know, I'm not as experienced as you, but I saw myself doing that this past year as well. Um, I would stay late often, and I told myself this year I'm not going to stay past 4 o'clock because so that gave me 30 extra minutes every day. But I like your idea better. Pick a day or two out of the week and just stay till 5.30. The rest of the week, leave at 3.30. So mm -hmm. I may adopt that when we get back in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a conversation with a new teacher. She's new to the county and new to the district, and I – she would come to my group exercise classes and she would say, oh, I've been at school this whole time. And I remember telling her, like, don't burn yourself out because that's a good way to burn out is spending all your extra time in the classroom because you right. already spend eight hours there. So do you have a favorite quote or mantra that keeps you motivated? Um... 
I don't know. It's kind of changed over the years. Um, I used to have a friend that used to always say, where there's a will, there's a way. So that's a big deal to me. And kind of like, it is what it is. Um, like I said, I'm a planner. So I want things done the way I have them planned. And sometimes that doesn't happen, especially with pre-K students or children with special needs. Like you have, a, you go in with a plan, but then sometimes it doesn't go that way. So it is what it is. And um, that's just, not just saying it is what it is, but you just kind of have to just go with the flow. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit different in a way of that's the one thing I love about my job is that if you worked in an office, you pretty much have a set thing. This is what you're going to do all day. But with kids, every day is different. So you never know what you're going to get, but it's exciting to me. So do you have a book or podcast that you would recommend to listeners? Mm. I don't, I'm not really, the podcast thing is different for me, but, um, it's new for me, but, um, I just shared a book with Ashley, um, The Essential 55, which is all about this, um, Ron, the Ron Clark story where this, um, man goes into a district where he's not really welcomed and he just kind of flourishes and makes these kids believe in themselves and um, it's probably one of the very first books that was presented to me as a teacher. Um, I would have to say that is definitely one of the um, best books that I've ever read and then um, as far as the special needs part um, The Reason I Jump is also a really cool book. It's written by a 13 year old boy and he's autistic and he talks about he the reason he does the things that he does so on the side of the special needs population that was really cool because in my experience as a teacher I've dealt mostly with kids with autism so reading this book has opened my eyes as to why these students do the things that they do um it's definitely worth looking at looking at yeah so <laughs> I think you definitely inspired me you know because I'm new to the podcast world as well and so far, I haven't want to. I haven't wanted to be the only person on the podcast. I want to have a guest so that I'm not the center of attention. Um, but maybe when I finish that book, I could do a little podcast and explain, you know, what I learned from it because you shared it, and then definitely add your new book to the list. So that's all the questions I have for today. Is there anything you want to add that maybe we didn't get to? Actually, no. Wait, time out. <laughs> As of right now, in the time that we're recording this. COVID-19, um, we're digital learning, <laughs> so tell how your life has changed since we've moved online. Um, my life has changed tremendously as far as um, I just transitioned. I was at LJ Bell. I know if you're not from this district, that doesn't mean anything to you, but I'm coming from LJ Bell Elementary into Mineral Springs um, in November of 2019, so I've only been with this group of students for like five months before all this happened. Um, and I teach the pre-K population, which for those of you that don't know much about pre-K, which a lot of people don't, um, our students are not, we're only allowed 20 minutes per week um, with screen, like what's, what is that? Screen time, I guess. Um, and anytime we use the smart board or the computers or anything like that, it has to be all for educational purposes, which of course it would be, but 20 minutes a week versus going to remote learning where everything is presented online has been an adjustment for us. And 
they wanted us to present packet work, which is worksheets, and pre-K students, we are not allowed to give them what's called quote-unquote cookie-cutter worksheets, so where they all don't look the same. Basically, in the pre-K classroom, we always read a story, and then we have to draw a picture or dictate something that the child has said about the story, and so that's been really difficult in the remote world, but um, Zoom has been really great, um, and just a couple other apps that I use, like Flipgrid, where the kids, I can present a video to them, and they can send a video back. Um, so it's been a huge adjustment as far as going against, I, I went to school for birth kindergarten education and this goes against everything that I've been taught as a teacher, which it is 2020. So online is just, it is what it is and it is what it is. What it is. <laughs> that goes back to Sartre. I love it. So, you know, it is what it is and um, the kids are probably embracing this a lot better than some of the adults, but um, it's actually, I've actually probably got to know the kids a lot better doing this than I probably would in the classroom just because we've actually reached out into their world versus them coming into our world and us having, them having to adapt to the, the school setting. So it has its ups and downs, but we're making it. Um, the parents are frustrated, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think I haven't actually took the time to think of it from the kids' perspective of this is their world. So, wow, that was a nice turn on things. Well, I think that's all now. Thanks for sharing. Um, this has definitely been an adjustment for everybody, and I look forward to see kind of when this is all over, but also what we take with it, you know, back to the classroom. So, mm -hmm. that's all, listeners. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Resource Room. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to tell your teacher friends, comment below, share, subscribe, or maybe even all of the above. We'll see you next week.